to the Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. And I believe, oh, and by the way, this is uh, Tyler Crawley. I believe that is the second time we have used an airplane clip. And it will not be the last, by the way. I'm going to use as many airplane clips as I can leading in here to the podcast because it's maybe one of the best comedy movies that's ever existed. But yeah, what we're talking about, maybe not a airplane landing coming in too hot, but inflation is coming in way too hot. There is no doubt about it. Everyone's freaking out. Expectations were beat. We are looking at a 31-year high. That according to the latest data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Consumer Price Index. So we talk about the Producer Price Index that came out on Tuesday, and we said, okay, well, we're going to see, obviously, producer prices, or I should say producer inputs, are going to influence consumer prices, and the economists were projecting a 0.6% increase month over month and a 5.8% increase year over year. These numbers, well, they beat expectations. In this case, a beat is not good. We are looking at a 31-year high with regards to prices. The data showed that the month-over-month increase was 0.9% in October from September. September, it only was up 0.4%. And I say only up 0.4% because that was actually a decline. And we were hoping maybe that decline would continue not to be the case. This is this is more than double that amount, which led to a year-over-year increase of 6.2% after a 5.4% year-over-year increase in September. Not good numbers. There's no way to spin this in a positive way. You just can't. This was a bad report when it comes to Americans and what they are paying at the grocery store, at the pump, whatever it may be. Food, of course, continues to skyrocket. The all items index was up 0.9% month over month and up a whopping 5.3% year over year. And this is the big number that really stuck out at me, the food at home index. So people, you know, prices are rising at restaurants. So, okay, I'm going I'm to stay home. I'm going to make my own meals. And those prices are skyrocketing meat, poultry, fish, and eggs. That index was up 11.9% year over year. That's, I mean, good luck making a meal that doesn't include those items. Up almost 12%. Pork, up 14.1%. And beef, up 20.1%. There's no silver lining here. These are bad numbers. Energy prices, also up big. I mean, these are, what do people spend most of their money on? After rent, it's food and energy. Energy prices, once again, up big month over month, 4.8%. Now we're looking at a year-over-year increase of 30%. And I get it, right? Gas prices, or I should say energy prices, they fluctuate, big fluctuations month over month. But this is across the board. Gas index rose 6.1% in October, the fifth 
consecutive monthly increase. Natural gas index rose 6.6% over the month. It's largest monthly increase since March 2014. And the electricity index up 1.8% in October. It's largest one month increase since May 2014. So like I said, just looking at the numbers overall is bad. But here's where it gets even more problematic. And this is pointed out by Heather Long over at the Washington Post. And a lot of people say, oh, Tyler, the Washington Post, that's a liberal paper. They're going to carry water for the Democrat administration. Yeah, no. Heather Long couldn't even spin it. She noted on Twitter, this is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics report on the CPI. It noted, quote, the monthly all items seasonally adjusted increase was broad Based with increases in the indexes for energy, shelter, food, used cars and trucks, new vehicles among the larger contributors. Long noted that, quote, this is about more than used cars now. Because for the longest time, we've been seeing these crazy inflation numbers and people have said, oh, well, you know, it's it's airlines, it's used cars. We're having some issues with, you know, chips. Uh, semiconductors and so that's why we're seeing new car prices used car prices ah don't worry those prices are going to they're going to lower they're going to decrease and things are going to even out but now what this report is showing is that what we are seeing is across the board and that is why this is so concerning for so many consumers because it's no longer just one item And then many people have pointed out that shelter prices continue to rise, which were flat for most of the pandemic. So even if other prices begin to decline, those shelter increases are going to have a oversized impact on consumer prices when we're looking at the overall baskets. And even when you look at the index without food and energy, you're still looking at over 4%. (laughs) So, I mean, you take out even those two big items, you're still looking at over 4%. So what is going to happen with regards to the Fed? Well, CNBC reported yesterday that traders in the futures markets moved up their expectations for the first Federal Reserve interest rate hike to July. The original prediction had been September. And so many people are saying, okay, the Fed can no longer ignore this. They are going to have to price in an increase sooner than what they would like to see. And based on these jobs reports that we're seeing, that would undoubtedly be sooner than what they were planning. Unless we just see some major jobs reports come out, they are going to have to ignore one of their mandates. Of course, obviously, inflation. That's one of their big factors, which they're kind of saying, hey, don't worry, it's transitory, but employment. But inflation now is something they can't ignore anymore, and they may have to say, okay, we're going to have to raise rates before we see full employment, at least as they classify it. So this, like I said, there's no silver lining. You can't find anything in here and say, oh, well, you know, airline tickets were down almost 1% month over month. No, there's nothing good in this. Food prices are up drastically. Energy prices are up drastically. That's going to hit consumers. We're seeing across the board increases this was a bad report any way you look at it. It was not good. But listen, we do have some good news for you. 
at least somewhat good news for you. And we'll see how long this lasts. Probably not long because we're going to see some changes with regards to interest rates. But mortgage rates that continue to decline in mortgage rates did help propel mortgage demand. It jumped for the week, up 5.5% for the week ending November the 5th. This according to the latest data from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Refis, which depend greatly on what is happening with mortgage rates. They were up 7% week over week, but we're still down 28% than the same time one year ago. And purchases were up 3% week over week, but we're still down 4%, which is not bad from the same time one year ago, especially when you look at what's happening with rates. Rates are higher. Now, this jump in refis increased the share of refinances to 63 0.5% of total applications from 61.9% from the previous week. Mortgage rates, as I mentioned, did fall for the second week in a row. The 30-year uh, average contract interest rate fell eight basis points to 3.16%, but that is still 18 basis points higher than the same time one year ago. In the 15-year, well, fixed, I should say, the average contract interest rate fell six basis points to 2.52%, which, interestingly enough, is below where we were a year ago, three basis points lower than the same time one year ago. Joe Kahn, the Mortgage Bankers Association Associate Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting, said, although overall activity remains close to January 2020 lows, Homeowners acted on the decrease in rates, saying, quote, refinance activity was up 7% overall with gains in both conventional and government refinances. Additionally, the average loan balance for a refinance application was the highest in a month, and purchase applications were also strong last week, increasing just under 3% and down only 4%. From last year's pace, the dip in rates might have helped bring some buyers back into the market, but, and this is important, housing inventory is still extremely low and price growth remains elevated. In fact, I was reading a piece over at CNBC, and if you get the newsletter, once again, you can sign up for that at marketsandmortgages.com. It's one of the good reads in this morning's newsletter. It was a, um, a study, I think, by Bankrate that looked at income and home prices, and there's uh, quite the disparity. And that's why it's so great that we're seeing a lot of the building happening. We talked about this yesterday, the Wall Street Journal, a lot of building going on. Now, that is specifically with those looking to build to then rent those houses. But any building is good building. It doesn't matter what it is. People will tell you, oh, no, no, it's only good if it's affordable housing. That's not true. There have been multiple studies that have found any type of building is good with regards to supply because it eases the pressure on supply. It increases the supply eases the pressure on demand, I should say. So that is good news, but still very, very tight supply. But the good news, at least for the week, mortgage rates are down, mortgage demand is up. So I will take the silver lining in this report, not the inflation report. That was not good. Now we know that the big number that the Fed looks at is not CPI. It is in fact the PCE index, which we will get later this month. But based on what we've seen from PPI and now CPI, I can't imagine that PCE is going to be good. And as traders are reacting, they believe an interest rate hike is going to happen sooner than Medihan anticipated. There's only so long the Fed can go 
before they have to move rates. I saw an interesting tweet yesterday and they had mentioned that, you know, inflation is more of a political problem than an economic problem. I'm assuming what they're talking about is maybe over time, consumers sort of expect prices to go up. And so maybe it's not as big of an issue with regards to economics, but a bigger issue when it comes to people getting angry that they're paying more for all their items. Because remember, broad based across the board. So at least I left you with a silver lining in one of the reports that we got yesterday. All right, we got to go. I will talk to you guys Friday morning. I promise I will talk to you Friday morning. You guys enjoy your Thursday. I'll talk to you, as I said, on Friday. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.